Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's the um, our interview show. I've got Paul and Joe with me, and hey, we've got guests right away. And man, when it comes to guests, these are always fun. Um, I, I was going to say former 98 Degrees singer, but it's not former. You guys are there, right? Yeah, I mean, we're still we're still back at it. We just filmed the music video and uh, recorded a bunch of new music, and we're about to do some big shows. So yeah, we're still here bothering people with our presence. Oh, we're you know, we're, just when you think it's safe to go back in the water, these guys come back and, you know, yeah, we're so we're still doing our thing. Thankfully, I, I'm joking around about it. But, you know, look, nowadays, I, you know, it's the, the, the ability to get yourself out there. I love this podcast, right? You have so many avenues and sort of the gatekeepers in the past that would say these guys are old and over the hill and their time is done. That doesn't exist anymore. So if you have fans and you can go sell tickets, then, you know, you still can do this for a living. And we're fortunate enough and blessed to be still doing it. Fantastic. Well, it's Jeff Timmons, in case you didn't already know. Um, Jeff, who's very active for 98 Degrees. And Jeff, you're in Vegas now. When did you move to Vegas? I moved to Vegas uh, over 11 years ago. And I Whoa. moved here. Wow. I, I came here reluctantly to okay. host the Chippendales, right? So, yeah. you know... <laughs> You think your career's over? What are you doing? You're going to go. <laughs> but my wife was like, look, you know, go host it. It's a real show. You don't get up and strip. You're the host, right? You're the Brian Seacrest of all of it. You let the okay. young guys do their thing. I went and saw the show, and I was like, wow, this is a really cool show. And then I saw the reaction from the people in the audience, mostly female. And I was like, this could be a kind of a, a cool melding of putting boy band pop music with it, with a you know sexier show geared towards females, of course this okay. was pre Magic Mike, right? So right. it was okay. taboo, you know. I went and saw it, thought it was amazing, became a part of it, but really fell in love with the culture of Vegas. There's a lot more to Vegas than just the Strip, and some beautiful places here. Had lived in L.A. for a number of years, wasn't crazy about L.A. Lived in New mm. York for a while, like New York, but not really feasible for me to to raise a big family. I've got a lot of kids. And so came came here to Vegas and and fell in love with it and ended up living here and and just I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's great. And you got sports teams now. I mean, it used to be like the professional sports were kind of voiding Vegas a little bit, but now you got the Golden Knights and the Raiders are in. How, what, how's that? Well, I, I'm a, I'm a big Raiders fan, believe it or not. Really? Yeah, wow. Raiders Cowboys. I know that's strange. Growing up in Southeast Ohio, we should have been a Browns fan, but the Browns were never good, as you all know. And now they finally are good. So I'm starting to get back on the bandwagon. But I've been a Raiders fan. You know, didn't really get to experience the Raiders in their inaugural year because of the pandemic, of course. And right. they have a beautiful stadium. But 
I'm very happy that they're here. I've run into, you know, Al Davis's son a couple of times here and there, uh, you know, but uh, really excited about the Golden Knights as well. And the thing about the Golden Knights is, you know, you wouldn't think of Vegas, which is a desert, as a hockey town. Uh, right. But people embraced them right away because it was right after that tragic um, shooting yeah. uh Thing that happened mm -hmm. here and and they came in and the, and the players sort of really contributed to the to the community and, and got involved and so you know look there's a, there's an affinity for for the golden knights outside of hockey and and that's what vegas kind of needs because it's a transient town so something to kind of right together and make it a you know sort of a cultural staple that's the golden knights and i'm sure the raiders raiders will do the same thing yeah, it's great to see that kind of transition happening because, like you say, it's a transitional town. That people are there for a short time. People are there for vacation. It's a resort kind of place. So to build that kind of community just takes a little while, and it's good to see that happening around the sports teams there. You're, you're exactly right. And those those teams are sort of like kind of the glue that's holding everything together, which is really, really interesting, and especially the Golden Knights. I mean, for a hockey team in the desert, I'm, I'm going – Hockey? This isn't a hockey culture. When you're thinking of hockey, you're thinking of Northeast Ohio, Michigan, Toronto, yeah. you know, uh, other spots. But, you know, that, that somehow has brought brought uh, the, the town together, which is really cool. Yeah, usually it's a place where well, kids uh, grew up playing hockey on frozen lakes. Yeah, that doesn't it, happen much in Vegas. Cool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but nonetheless, it, it, is, it has become something that's, that people are very, very uh, a, a big part of here and excited about. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, Paul, you had something? Living here in Pittsburgh, I would just say that if, if you guys are done with Marc-Andre Fleury, we, we'd love to have him back here. So if you, if you <laughs> could it's, it's, make you know, that happen I, for us. I don't know what the story is. I'm not a big – I'm a big football guy, of course. Football guy. <laughs> but, you, know, I, you, you become accustomed to, like, kind of paying attention to it. And I don't know what's going on with him, but, you know, he's an amazing player. You know, I, I, you might get him back the way it seems. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I was going to say, you're in the entertainment business, and obviously, you know, COVID was tough for entertainment. It seems like we're kind of starting to get out of it. We're not totally out of it yet. That's got to be really encouraging for you and anybody else in Vegas that's in the entertainment business, I would imagine. Right? Well, well, look, I mean, yeah, primarily, you know, my group, we, we, we have the ability to go out and do a bunch of different stuff. So we've been fortunate enough to go on these big tours. I mean, the first tour we came back with was with Boys to Men and New Kids on the Block. And we did this huge arena tour, and I took my kids on the tour bus and, you know, schlepped them around for 50 cities and all that stuff. And that's amazing. Uh, but, you know, at our age, we like to sit home hang out with our families, our wives, our kids, and, you know, be dads and husbands. And then on the weekends, we had, you know, sort of developed this thing where we'd go do fairs and festivals and casinos and stuff like that. So we, we really, we were really spoiled by that. Well, the pandemic took all that away. I mean, look, nobody could go anywhere. Nobody could go to any shows. So what I started focusing on was, you know, doing podcasts, uh, producing unscripted TV producing scripted TV, working in tech, like anything you could think of that I hadn't been directing my attention towards, uh, that's what I started getting into. And so I was able to, I saw the pandemic outside of all the horrific uh, repercussions that it had on our society and economy. I saw it as an opportunity for me to focus on other things within my business. So I was able to develop other projects. But yes, I'm, I'm absolutely excited about getting back on the road. I've already started doing a couple of shows, hosted a couple of things. And, you know, you take that for granted, and, and I'm very excited to get back there. And you've always, even after 98 Degrees was kind of 
stopped singing as much a while back. You've always sung, and it's not like you haven't, you know, sang anything in a while. What was the process like to get 98 Degrees back? I mean, was there a lot of talk? Was there like, man, I'm not sure if we want to do this? Where did the interest come from? Because you said you're releasing new music. You got a music video. Why is this happening now in 2021, where maybe a couple years ago, maybe not has been as realistic as it is well, now? For, for us, that's a really great question, Chris. For us, you know, we broke up, sort of took a hiatus in 2001. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it wasn't a, a thing that we were like, we hate each other. You know, two of the guys are brothers, so they might hate each other outside of the group. But, I, you know, but we, it wasn't anything like a big blow up like you see with all these groups. Like, literally, we were on stage the night before 2000, uh, September 11th in New York. We were on stage performing for Michael Jackson at a tribute concert. And then Whoa. September 11th was the next day. And we had a couple of tour dates left, but nobody knew what was going on. So we all just went home to our families. And went in different directions. I mean, that's just what happened. I had, I had a kid, I had one on the way and it was about, was just married. And I was like, all right, I just want to, you know, get out of this business. Who knows what's going to happen? Right. Is there going to be a war? Like nobody knew what was going to happen. And then, you know, we eventually got back together and it was kind of like you said, we called each other up and we were like, you guys want to get back together? And we we're like, do we even have fans anymore? Like, uh, so what we did was this big festival called Mix Mixtape in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And we decided to put together a show. And on that show, you can't go wrong with that audience. I mean, it's, it's, it's in Hershey Park. And you have, you know, on that one, it was Kelly Clarkson and Backstreet Boys and New oh, Kids man. on the Block and LL Cool J. I mean, so you're going to put yourself in, you know, amazing company. And so we were like, all right, look. Let's go out. Let's do it. Get ourselves together. Let's look good. Let's sound good. Let's put on a good performance. And if the fans embrace us, let's entertain it. And and they they were it, the place went crazy. We walked out there and they went crazy. And we were like, this is better than a. We actually had smiles on our face for the first time, you know, in a long time. <laughs> like you know, it, it, this isn't a grind. This is supposed to be fun. And that's what we've been doing. We've been having fun. That was 2013, and we you know eight years later we're still going strong and. You know, now it's now it's a time where they, you know, told you like I said earlier, you can't put music out at your age, but people were buying our music, so we were like, let's put some new music out. You've got Spotify, you got Tidal, you got all, you know, places and, and avenues that you can put out music and places like this to promote it. So uh, I'm all about I'm all about it. We're really excited about it, and iHeart's really behind it. So which is refreshing. You think you know this many years later they wouldn't, but they are fans of ours as well and we've done a lot of stuff with them so we're gonna put it out. I know you say you're still working on it, you don't really have something we can preview, but what does it sound like? Is it the same ninety eight degree sound? Does it sound a little bit different since we're twenty twenty one to get to two thousand one? Well, you know, look, we we experimented with changing the sound a little bit. We first came out and did something else in twenty thirteen and tried to like, you know, maybe do a different style and, and, you know, go a little edgy. But, you know, at that time, people didn't embrace the new sound. So what you have to do is basically be true to yourselves, which is what mm -hmm. our sound is. And mm -hmm. you know, obviously you have to have modern day production. So we worked on, you know, making the, the sonics of it sound modern. But it's a, it, it's if you hear it, it's, it's Nick singing the leads and me coming in here and there and the rest of the guys coming in on, on the harmony. So you're going to recognize the sound only it's more, the production's more slick and modern and, you know, up, up to speed, so to speak. Do you think part of it, and like you said, you guys have been doing things for eight years. 
it seems like with COVID, we're all in a nostalgic kick. You know, we always have liked the nostalgia of our past, but we're running toward it, you know, because we don't have to think of all the craziness of COVID. Do you think that's kind of helped you guys out too? Oh, there's no question about it, Chris. I mean, for sure. I mean, that's if you don't have the nostalgic part of it and you don't have those fans that have been there from the beginning, you know, it's not like we're trying to reinvent ourselves and come out like the Jonas Brothers or BTS or something like that. Yeah. That would be pretty hard to do, although possible still. Uh, but, you know, we that's that's what we have. We have our fans. And we did a lot of stuff with Nickelodeon and Disney. And here we were, you know, 26-year-old 20, guys singing yeah. for, you know, 12-year-old girls, which seemed very odd at the time. But fortunately <laughs> for us, you know, they right. are in their 30s and, you know, late late 20s and up into their 40s now. So while that, that stuff seemed uncanny and weird at the time we were doing it, certainly, again, thankful we were actually able to get up on stage with big brands like Nickelodeon and Disney and, you know, yeah. Jay Leno and all, the, all these guys. But, uh, you know, our fans were younger. And now they're older and they're excited about – reliving those memories and as much as we think that we're cool and that we're this these big rock stars it's more about them going experiencing that again but also with friends they did it with so yeah. you know that's that's what they really go for so they go for you know hanging out with their friends and experiencing that together so and hopefully for some of them uh being able to expose their children to, to young the that music that they loved so much when they were young well, that's an advantage for us, right? We, we yep. getting new fans and and uh, and creating a new fan base, which is which is really really interesting because I'll get you know inboxes and stuff, uh, DMs, social media from younger people that are fans of ours, and I'm like, do you even know? I'm like, I'm, I'm, did, I'm, I'm your grandpa. Right how did but, you even find us? I don't know. Exactly, and it's usually through parents or or, or something yeah. like that, which is. That's what music is all about, right? Like right. You know, our age isn't stamped on the onto the onto the music, right? So when you hear it, you you hear it, and that's it. It's fortunately for us, we had a lot of good songs and some hits out there, and you know, we think some of the new stuff is going to be in that same sort of vein. So those things are timeless, which we've been lucky to be a part of. I, I mean, when I started this group in Maslin, Ohio, or Kent State, I had no idea of all the other things that would come along with it, good and bad. So yeah. uh, it's been a, it's been a molding learning experience for me, for sure. How's Nick doing right now? I mean, I know Nick's been for a lot. It's funny. Every time one of the places I work for it, since they inquire right from everybody yeah. goes crazy. So, you know, since I love their Nick Lachey, how, how's he doing right now? He's doing great. I mean, he, uh, you know, Vanessa, his wife, just got a part mm -hmm. in CSI Hawaii, which is, you know, those shows are huge franchises. So oh, yeah. transition to move, you know, kind of moved to Hawaii. And he just, he won the Masked Singer. He was just on the Masked Singer. Yeah. And then, you know, flew back. We did our music video, recorded all this music. We actually recorded the music here in Vegas at the Westgate Hotel. We, oh, we, okay. we got a penthouse in there and put up a home studio in there and, you know, it's, it's come so far since when we had to go in, into this elaborate, you know, multi-million dollar studio with a big soundboard and all that. Mm -hmm. No, it's like, here's your laptop. Here's this. <laughs> you, know, you can put one of these up there. It's like, this is called, called the chaotic eyeball. So you don't need a sound sound mm -hmm. anymore. And you can just make records in a room. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. That's totally and fast, which, you know, it used to take us days to make records. You know, you go in and sing and press record and rewind and you take that, take it. No, it's like, do another one, do another one, do another one and chop it up later, chop the audio up later. So 
it's a, so that it's a, whole changed process. Does that do anything different to the the your ability to write a song really quickly? Oh my god, one hundred percent. I was in here last night uh, when I was in LA after we recorded with the group. I had met with a label about putting some dance music out in Europe, nice. right? And he's like, I, he's like, send me some songs. So from my phone, I send him, you know, a Dropbox with fifty songs in it. And from his phone, he listens to five that he likes. And then I come home and he goes, do this. And then in a matter of a night on Father's Day, I'm like, I'm, you know, completely processing, mastering, mixing up, <laughs> finishing a record in, you know, minutes. It's totally changed the game. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Wow. So I got to ask you, um, before we get to like the promos for what you got upcoming, you know, we've always been infatuated with boy bands. And obviously, you know, girls are after you. It's crazy. We've heard so much about boy bands. What don't we know about being a boy band that would surprise us? I mean, I think we know enough already about watching interviews, behind the music, and everything else. What don't we know that would surprise us? I mean, look, well, I, I think I think that what I hope in speaking for all the boy bands, and I'm mm -hmm. good friends with all of, all of them, all the guys, from Backstreet and NSYNC and all that. But, you know, one of the things that sort of gets lost in translation is how hard they work, how hard everybody works. You still have to work hard. So there's no time to sleep. You know, look, and you go, wow, well, these guys got girls all over the place and they're making millions of dollars. Yeah, that's right. You know, the, all that stuff is true. Okay. But it doesn't come without hard work. You right. have to work hard just like you're working hard, just like you're taking it seriously to find whatever podcast platform. Is it StreamYard? Is it this one? Is it another yeah. one? How can I you know, get get my stuff out there the right way? But you're working at it, right? And and, and Chris, if you're working with Gannett and you're working with USA Today and you, you know these other affiliates, you know how what, what a rat race it is out there. Oh, yeah. Just keep exactly. your game relevant. And the same goes with the boy bands. You still have to pepper yourself out there enough to make yourself seem relevant, get going. It, it's, you know, you know, ungodly amounts of hours of work, a lot of stuff behind the scenes. I know I'm not giving you any juicy stuff. Oh, there's, fine, plenty, yeah. there's plenty <laughs> of juicy stuff that I can't talk about on a podcast. Right. Of course. <laughs> so all that you can imagine happen and probably a lot worse. Okay. I, I love the fact you guys have like a club of boy bands. So you guys all hang out? Well, is it like a secret Facebook group, or like do you guys get uh, together? How's that work? It's not, it's not a secret Facebook group. Or oh, okay. It's just a camaraderie <laughs> of people in the business that have lasted over twenty years. You know what cool, I mean? Cool. So that, that goes for Debbie Gibson to J Lo to Ricky yeah. Martin to Enrique to all the all, anybody that's in the same sort of peer group that has been working really hard. That people are like, wow, they just wake up and it's you know roses and rainbows. You know, right. you got to consistently work. And so we have an, um, sort of an affinity and uh, appreciation for each other just for being able to be around and be, you know, still working this many years later. It's that kind of camaraderie. It's not like the boy band clan, right? Yeah. I would be great if it was. <laughs> it's not it's not not like guys. No, no. It's I, not if, you, if you had a secret Facebook group, I'd offer you money to be in that secret Facebook group. That would be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are some of the other guys that you're talking to, are, are they kind of thinking about a similar idea? I mean, I know like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, you've seen them on movies, and it's not like you've not heard of anything from them. Is there kind of thought with some of those groups saying, is there something we can do more well, than yeah. we've had in the past? Backstreet's never gone away. I mean, those guys yeah. have stayed around forever, and I know oh, that yeah. they're – 
they're working on a Christmas thing and they're about to have a residency here for that here in Vegas. Um, you know, uh, NSYNC has talked about getting together from, for many years and having time. Um, but, you know, th th there was something recently I hosted a, a charity event at the Westgate and AJ was there from Backstreet and Chris was there from NSYNC and we did something together. Oh, and awesome. so they were talking about that even being some sort of show. So I think everybody always has the itch to go out and perform. And there's always an option to perform, which is yeah. you know very fortunate for us. So uh, I think that it's definitely getting thrown around for sure. Yeah, we got to get Justin to come back, you know, do something with NSYNC. I know he's got his own little thing going on. That he's it's, not successful. A, it's not a possibility, I don't think. Oh, wow. That would be cool. That would be cool. I think a lot of people like that. So what's upcoming for you? Like, what's next? Obviously, you're, you're releasing new music. When can we expect that? And is there going to be some type of a tour that you guys yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we had, Sorry. Uh, we had 50 dates on the books before COVID, and so okay. we've just owned all those dates. We've got yeah. Southeast Asian tour coming up. We have a, we're doing the New York State Fair, um, okay. which is on the 21st. That's our first time we've come back in a long time. Um, you know, uh, certainly a lot of dates and opportunities in Canada, here in the States. I mean, we can tour as much as we want, but really right now, you know, while, while Nick is, um, you know, sort of in the, in this new area with his wife and in Hawaii, yeah. we're going to probably not do as many dates, but you know, you, you'll see me out there doing dates and producing a lot of television right now. So I have a documentary coming out called 13 children that I'm doing with Dave Rivera who produced all the CNN docs, the Decades docs. Oh, I have yeah. uh, a game show coming out, um, just a, a bunch of stuff that I'm I'm working on on the other side of things, but always new music. So, Will, it's all the game show. What's the game show about? I can't say yet. Oh, uh -huh. I can't say That's yet. That's the show. We don't yeah. know what the game show is until you but, watch it. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. They have to, you know, do the press release and all that stuff for it. But okay. it's a nice. cool game show. I actually developed that one with my brother. So oh, that wow. has okay. a special place in my heart. I'm excited about that one as well. So I was thinking about this the other day. We got to bring back Rockstar. Did you ever watch Rockstar? Yeah. Yeah, when NXS tried to find a new lead singer. Yeah. Oh, I mean, right. Maybe you can expand, you know, 90 degrees by one member and, like, have a show where you do that. I mean, right. I, know, I miss that show. It was fun. Yeah, it, it, that's, a, that's a, actually a great idea. So oh, there you go. See, <laughs> just credit me. You don't have to cut, give me a cut, but just say, "Hey, Chris, can you help but me." You can give you can give me and Paul a cut if you want. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it should be good. So and new music. Uh, I I know maybe the exact date isn't firm down yet, but when when can we expect to see? July ninth. So we're releasing. Oh okay. July ninth. The the the. You know, we're with a really great management team. The guy's name's Johnny Wright. He actually manages Justin Timberlake. He used to manage Backstreet Instinct. He now manages our group. And he's got this thing called 98 Days of Summer where they're putting out nostalgia from fans and, like, oh, posting wow. all this really cool stuff. I mean, we've been around, seems like, 98 years. So there's <laughs> material to go out there. And then on the 98th day, they're going to release a, a new song. So we're excited. It's called Where Where Do You Want to Go? And then, you know, we we did remixes of all the old stuff, which is really, really cool. There's a fresh take on those as well. So it's uh it's gonna be an interesting summer. And like I said, IR's been really, really generous about being behind us and 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 being a part of the team and, and that doesn't happen often. So we're very mm -hmm. fortunate. We're doing something with them as well. Here at the big iHeart Festival in Vegas on I believe it's either September seventeenth or eighteenth. So yeah, definitely check that out. And before I forget, one other thing, Jeff, I need to ask you about. 
How was it like working with Stevie Wonder? I've oh, done some yeah. 90 Degrees research and the Milan True to Your Heart song. I mean, it's going from a head all weekend. What, what was Stevie like? It was amazing, man. Like, you know, unfortunately, not everybody's excited or generous or easy to work with in this business, as I'm sure you guys can imagine. And, you know, we were nervous and excited about meeting Stevie. We were signed to Motown. And yeah. he was one of our inspirations, right? Outside of Boys the Men and the Temps and the Four Tops and all those old school groups, they were signed with Motown. Stevie Wonder is, you know, a legend. So when we had the opportunity to work with him, it was incredible. We didn't meet him in the studio. We each did oh, our okay. separately in the studio, but we met him on the video shoot for Disney. Okay. And he was like, hey, guys, come on in to my trailer. And he had a full setup like this in his trailer on the spot. Right. And he had a song he wanted to sing, and it was just, you jumped right into it with the music. And then, not only that, he was super cool, super humble the entire shoot, nice to everybody he came across. And, you know, he had a harmonica, so he's singing and he's playing the whole time, as you would dream and hope Stevie Wonder would be. Oh, yeah. that, that's how he was and better. And that's just, those are the kinds of things you, you just can't take for granted and you'll never forget. Why is everybody teasing him? I'm, I'm hearing all these comedians come out and say, oh, he's not really blind. He's faking everything. Did know. you ever see anything like he's that? Blind. I mean, he, he was blind. I mean, he had that. Okay. All right. I don't know if that's just some like, gimmick or whatever that people were kind of you know feeding off on social media. But Stevie Wonder is blind. Okay. I just want to make sure because I kept the hearing. I mean, he's like, like, with a bunch of white guys. He had a, you know, what's going on? He had a yes. <laughs> he, he may have been terrified otherwise. Yeah, so he did a. I'm, I'm saying that because he did a joke on Jay Leno, and they were, and he was like, "Do you realize these guys are white?" And he, and he pulled his yeah. up and looked at us. <laughs> I, you have to think that one up and see it, Chris. Yeah, you know, I, I gotta see it too. I I'm disappointed. All these people were making fun of Stephen Wonder. I'm like, come on, this is the true. But I just want, I want to make sure, you know. He's the best. Oh, fantastic. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed having you on. Let's try not to make it eight to ten years the next time we talk. But congrats on it, and I'm glad to see you still doing your thing. It's nice to meet oh, you. Oh yeah. And Paul, let somebody else get a word in next time. I mean, yeah, I, right. <laughs> right? Paul, Paul is demanding. He said, "I want to ask Paul, every question." Are you for moral support or what? Yeah. Well, I just <laughs> Paul's Facebook. He said, "I want to ask every I'm question." Just, like, I'm calm down, Paul. I'm like, just breaking down. your balls, Paul. I'm just breaking your balls. Chris, love you. Thanks for the love. Yeah, thanks, man. And hey, come to Ohio so we can all go see you. It'd be great. Let's so, do it. Yeah, we'll go get some drinks, man. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right, the great Jeff Timmons. And seriously, I have not talked to Jeff in about eight years. And when we started coming up with this podcast, the, the uh, Jeff was always in the back of my mind, going, "Man, we got we have to have Jeff Timmons because you know, we call this the Ohioan." So, you know, it's good to have some connections Ohio. So, thanks for bearing with that, guys. It was fun to catch up with Jeff. And oh, that was cool. My my goodness. Uh, I wonder what it would have been like to be in a boy band. I, I don't know. It just makes me laugh. <laughs> but, man. I think, like like he's saying, it's, well, it's probably a lot more work than it seems like on the outside. You have to put in, like, ten times. Yes, yeah, I was Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. 
We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.